Archbishop Schnur tells a story from his time when he was a priest. And Archbishop Schnur, when he was a priest, he had a lot of administrative roles for the, the Catholic Church in the United States, kind of different leadership roles. And, and so he often made trips to Rome. So he would, he would go to Rome and have different meetings with people in the Vatican. And uh, one of the things, so he was, you know, would do this a lot in the 90s before he became a bishop. And one of the things he found out later in life is that he has celiac disease. So that means, you know, any gluten he eats just really kind of upsets his stomach. And he says that it's gotten worse as the years have gone on. So when he's in, the Ro- in Rome in the 90s, he's, you know, you go around Rome and what do you do? You eat pasta. And so he would eat pasta and then just like have really not great experiences, you know, kind of like gastrointestinally. And so he was telling the story that one day, you know, he was, he was there and the, the group he was with was with Pope John Paul II for morning mass. And so the group's there for morning mass. And when you would go with John Paul II for morning mass, he would be there and he would pray before mass. And then when the time was ready to say mass, so you kind of join him in his chapel in the, his apartment for prayer. And then when it was time for mass, you'd all get vested for, for mass. One of the things about John Paul II is when he would pray, he would really kind of like have it out with the Lord. So everybody who was ever there in the chapels knew that John Paul II would kneel on his kneeler and kind of growl. Like he was really going back and forth with the Lord. The archbishop tells the story is he says, as John Paul II is there kind of growling with the Lord, my stomach is making the exact same noises. And he says, John Paul II hears this and thinks somebody is mocking him as he's praying. And everybody's just kind of looking around as, who is mocking the Pope as he's praying? And so after Mass, the Archbishop has to explain, sorry, I, I, ate some, I must have had something bad and my stomach is just all sorts of a fit. And John Paul II just was very nice about the whole thing. But the whole kind of story makes you, makes you wonder, what in the world is John Paul II doing as he's praying? I, you know, it's, you, you know, you walk in the chapel here, there's not too many people that are really kind of growling almost as they're praying, that are really having it out. And he's a, he's a canonized saint now. But it's a, a great kind of like example and an is, interesting thing about the struggle in prayer. And in the, the gospel, that struggle in prayer that we heard is Jesus tells this story about, about the necessity to pray without ceasing. And I think all of us experience the different reasons that could be a struggle, that our prayer life is a struggle. And sometimes when we think of prayer, we we get these notions that maybe it's like an overly pious thing, you know, like we see angels and we're just like perfectly content, like floating above the clouds in our prayer. Or maybe we get another image of prayer that it's almost like just a checkbox, right? I got to say this prayer, that prayer, let's just get through prayer. and We're going to kind of get moving through this. But even sometimes the struggle of prayer can be from ourselves. It can be the different distractions that come in in our prayer life. It can be the different things our minds just wander. How did I get to that place as I'm trying to pray? Or maybe it can become like just frustrations in prayer. Say, Lord, I've been praying for this for so long and I feel like nobody hears, nobody's listening. and, And what's the point of all of this? We feel like we're not being heard. That prayer can really be a struggle. Or even as we heard in the first reading, it's that great story of the Israelites fighting the Amalekites. 
And as Moses has his arms up in battle, they were victorious. But any time his arms would lower, they would lose the battle. But even this image of prayer as a battle, as a place we have to go and we have to contend, we have to struggle, we have to fight in prayer. And that means fighting with the Lord, as John Paul II seems to be doing in his prayer, but even fighting ourselves in distractions and temptations that come our way. But in all of this, I think as we, we reflect on the struggle that is prayer, we get to relearn what prayer actually is. Yesterday, we celebrated the feast day of St. Teresa of Avila, a great saint in the 1500s who had so much to say about prayer. But she said, in her opinion, prayer was simply a sharing between friends. It means taking time to be alone with the one that loves us. The prayer is nothing more than a sharing between friends, a conversation between friends, and this discussion that happens between friends. And even to think about that, that battle and that struggle, best friends, friends that really trust each other and love each other, can have honest conversations. They can go back and forth with each other and disagree and come to some sort of resolution. And isn't that what we can do with the Lord? That we can go back and forth with him. We can growl, we can battle, we can struggle with the Lord. And even in the, in the middle of all of this, to be vigilant in our prayer lives. To think about that woman in the gospel who keeps going back to the judge. To keep saying, render a just decision for me. Keeps coming back, she's, she's vigilant. And that example of vigilance and perseverance is the one that we have to have for all of our prayer lives. Because we can get disheartened. We can get distracted. We can get frustrated of not being heard. But that continual vigilance of coming back to the Lord, even though we are distracted or we don't feel like we're being heard. And even in those distractions, I know oftentimes if I'm honest with my own distractions in prayer, it's things that I'm too attached to. The distractions are kind of the burdens of a heart. The distractions are the ones that it's like, I'm too worried about that thing. And actually, the distraction is probably the thing I need to have a conversation with God about to say, Lord, this thing is I'm really attached to. I'm really worried about or I'm really kind of frustrated about. Lord, let's let's talk about it. And in all of this, we ask the Lord to help us see. That can be what prayer is all about. Lord, help me see your plan in all of this. Help me see what you're doing in our lives. Because prayer is not really about changing God's mind. It's not if, if we say that in the right way, or if we just bug God enough, we'll change his mind. The first thing that prayer changes is us. That when we constantly come to the Lord, what he actually does is he changes our heart. He transforms our hearts. And so it's such a vital necessity for us is that we pray. One of the greatest images, at least in my opinion, of prayer is a story in the Old Testament of Jacob. And as Jacob kind of goes through his whole life, you know, he's kind of duped his brother Esau to get his inheritance. Maybe you remember that story of the hairy arms and he, he gets his inheritance from his father. The kind of family gets into some struggle. You could imagine taking your brother's inheritance would kind of cause some family feuding. And so anyways, he kind of flees. And then on his way back, he's kind of trying to pray about what he needs to do. And his 11 kids kind of like, you know, they're down for the night. And Jacob enters into a wrestling match and he tries to figure out who he's wrestling with. And he asks the name of this man that he's wrestling. 
And eventually he figures out it's an angel. And he's trying to figure out the name of this. So he's, he's wrestling with God's being. He's wrestling with a divine being. And he, so he, as he tries to get the name, the angel says to him, actually, Jacob, you're going to get a new name in this. And that's when Jacob gets the name Israel. And it's not a random name. Israel literally means the one who wrestles with God. So Jacob's name is he who wrestles with God. And the Israelites then get their name from this. The whole people of Israel, their name is the people who wrestle with God. My brothers and sisters, we are the new Israelites as members of Jesus Christ's church. We, our identity, is the people who wrestle with God. That's our prayer life, that we contend with him, that we struggle, that we continually battle in our prayer lives. That means it's not easy. That, doesn't mean, that means it's, it's a struggle. But as St. Teresa of Avila reminds it, it is a conversation with the one who loves us. So maybe today we rededicate ourselves to this wrestling match with the Lord, that we contend with him, that we enter into the struggle of our prayer life, knowing that he's a good father who loves us, that he's a friend that listens to us, and that he's one that always looks out for us. And through his love, his mercy, and our own dedication to prayer can change our hearts.